everybody. Welcome to Comedy Film oh, Nerds. Wow, guess what, buddy? Four thirteen. This is it. Halfway is to eight twenty six. Yeah, we're uh, we are really getting close. A third to twelve thirty nine. Sure, that's right. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to do Ready Player One. We're going to talk Ooh. about Isle of Dogs. Ooh, you son of a bitch! We've got uh, some trailers we're going to talk about, um, and uh, you know, one of the trailers, uh, somebody tricked Netflix into buying another shitty movie. <laughs> so uh, we'll be talking about that in the trailer section. So did they uh, trick them, or is that? Yeah. I mean, you've seen that? Um, what I forget that sketch that's on. Uh, blanking on it now the cartoon with the kids and the thing i'm an idiot this is the worst the cartoon with the kids yeah i've seen that (laughs) scooby-doo yeah yeah there's a crime (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. they solve a mystery yeah there's a specter involved that turns Mm. out no uh god this is the worst this is what happens when we record multiple episodes my brain i just lose it it just uh yeah it's stuff starts to blend together like we already did the spoiler episode south park Okay. South Park has an episode where they call and somebody answers and goes, Netflix, you've been greenlit. That's yeah. <laughs> well, let's yeah. introduce our guest. Let's do it. Return guest. Return guest. Mm-hmm. Um, From the Daily Tech News show. Daily Tech News show. And his own podcast network mm-hmm. and king of Patreon. Ladies he came and gentlemen. here on his own teleporter. He came, yes. <laughs> yep. We, we, we keep moving farther and farther away from his studio to make it harder. We keep trying. Yes. I keep showing up. Yes. How does he make it here? I know. We deliberately have a sign saying Tom Merritt is not allowed. How does he find us, these tech guys? Bending time and space. <laughs> yeah. How's everything going with your show? Good, shows, man. Tom? Thanks for having me back. I love your digs mm-hmm. here. This Thanks. is great. Thanks. ATC's mm-hmm. really upgraded. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're excited. Yeah. And next week, quick little little tidbit. What's going to happen next week, Graham? Well, next week, we're going to do a show that's going to be on Facebook Live. Really? So you're going to watch us recording live. But it's a podcast, Graham. I know, Chris. There's <laughs> there's these new things called video cameras. It's, it's weird. People like to see you record live. So I've been doing Daily Tech News Show Live for a while. And then once you start doing it, then they start getting critical. Like, no, just let us see. And then he's like, well, your hair was out of place. What was that shirt you were wearing? Yeah. <laughs> I never have to worry about this before. Yeah. I would just show up in flip-flops and a moo-moo. And nobody yeah. would... nobody would, nice. Just, nobody nice would just, It is. Yes. I think I'm pretty. Yeah. It's, uh, so so now important. things... Now curlers in your hair. I want to I look like every woman that was ever questioned on the original Hawaii Five-0. <laughs> Every time they just get like the neighbor. You have a witness, cigarette holder? She'd always be like, I don't know, my Garrett, you tell me. Some Howley ran out of here, you know, and then she'd have the moo moo on. Yeah. There's and a future there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's what's happening next week, everybody. Mm-hmm. This week, we've got some movies to discuss. We are. Let's we get, should say this there yes. is a Ready Player One spoiler up that will come out in the next day or two. Mm-hmm. So get ready for that. And you'll get the, some details. We'll go through the ending and all uh-huh. those things the, here. But we won't do that here. No to, spoilers this here. World is, today is just going to be yep. real broad strokes, guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, before we get started, Tom, how are things in your world? How's Daily Tech News Show? How's uh, the podcast network? How's everything going well? Things are going great. Uh, Daily Tech News Show uh, doesn't have a lack of things to talk about these days (laughs) with uh, Facebook and uh, Uber having a fatal crash and yeah uh yeah so it's uh it's facebook it's, live you know i'm taking all of our data yeah <laughs> yeah it's fun times over there it's just, just lighthearted <laughs> stuff yeah. 
So you, what's it like now that you're being observed by the NSA? Does that make you? Oh, feel that's been going on for years. For, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, yes, yes, I've yeah. always operated as if the NSA could read everything I was thinking, much yes. less writing <laughs> on the internet. So. Hello, NSA. How's yes. everybody doing? Welcome. You know, any CIA operatives listening to the show? Let us know what your movie picks are. You know, we probably we probably have the interns though. They're it's like, probably like the CIA. These guys interns. aren't a threat. Yeah, just give them the interns until Dean Haglin comes back on. Yeah, when the Haglin. <laughs> we've been flagged the first when we were just involved with them, and they're like, oh, these guys don't know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, give them to the NSA. It's <laughs> <laughs> delegated them. Yeah. <laughs> give them to an NSA intern. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you know you're not a threat. Yeah. So, um, all right. And then check their bank accounts. Oh, yeah, yeah like, definitely oh, wow, not a threat. Not a threat at all. Yeah. They're not getting any money from um, anyone. Yeah. They're, there's no The IRS starts sending you a check because they feel right. bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, fellas, I know you're on a hard time. We yeah. saw your bank account. Yes. We're, uh, this will this will this will get you through. Do you guys know that maybe you should be running some scams? You <laughs> yeah, <should>. yeah. <laughs> We've got some great ideas. We've, yeah. This one guy. Here's what works. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, Ready Player One. Let's talk about it. This is a. Uh, uh, let Tom go let's first. Let's ask our guest what he thought. All right. Because you and I yes. run our yaps enough on the spoiler app. And Tom is in the tech world, uh-huh. so he understands the technology. And he uh, lives in the stacks yes. in the oasis. Yes. <laughs> yes. And yeah. And uh, and he spends uh, most of his time in the oasis. Yeah. Uh, no, that's the interesting thing about this movie is a lot of the tech that was really futuristic when the book came out in 2011 just looks plausible in right. 2018 right. in the movie. Uh, it and just looks like a couple years from now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. VR. Yeah, it's that's like, oh, that's a that nicer model of the Oculus Rift. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, I, we, we read the book for another podcast I do called Sword and Laser, a science fiction and fantasy book club back when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so big fan of the book uh, and Ernie Klein. And my wife got to see a preview before I got to see the movie. When mm-hmm. she explained some of the changes that they made from the book to this, I thought I was going to hate it. Mm-hmm. I she's like, well, we ha- it's got this kind of love story, and Spielberg changed this, and this person doesn't die, and you know, this and that. All of, it's it's not really unusual things that you change when you adapt a book, right. but there were things that I loved about the book. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that changed my opinion, but when I went and finally sat down and watched the movie. Everything just clicked. Everything fell into place. I'm like, oh, I get why he did that. Oh, okay. Well, he paid that off. He set that up. And I really enjoyed the movie as sort of a different riff on the same story. It was right. it was Steven Spielberg saying, Well, let me tell my version of Ernie Klein's story. Which mm-hmm. I think is a I think we've talked about it a fair amount on this show, but it, it always bears repeating is like I think people need to when people it's not like the book. Yeah, they're two different mediums. Yes. It'll never be mm-hmm. the nothing will ever be the book. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, sometimes a, a filmmaker can really fuck it up. Right. You know, and and you have you have justifiable reasons to be mad in my opinion, but Or sometimes even bring it to another level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they can take it like, "Wow, that was beyond my wildest dreams." But I think it's I think it's cool what you said, Tom, of of it was just Spielberg going. And and I haven't read the book. I'm the one guy here who hadn't read the book. So, um it's the one thing for me where I was like Okay, yeah, let them just make their interpretation because it's a completely different medium. And, and, and you know, you have to visualize everything, obviously, when you read the book. And this is movie is so visual, yes. you know. So it, in some ways, the story might be better suited for the for on screen because we get to go inside the oasis and see what it looks like and see that visually what the oasis versus the real world looks like. Yeah, yeah. Well, probably one of the biggest changes was the actual challenges because right. in the book... Um, you know, you've got two characters playing Joust. 
you know, visually. It's an iconic part of the book. Yes. Yes. You know, visually, I'm like, that's not as interesting as a giant race with the the Mach 5 and, you know, the Batmobile from the 60s and, uh, you know, going through uh, a city with King Kong and, you know, the Jurassic Park T-Rex. So I totally get why that was changed. (laughs) Yeah. And there's things like that that are visual that you have to change to make it look better. I get that. Mm -hmm. Spielberg also made it a Spielberg story. He he definitely molded the love story into being his kind of love story. Right. And I don't want to get spoilery, but, you know, there's a message at the end that is definitely Stephen's message. Right. I, mm-hmm. I don't know that Ernie disagrees with it, but but mm-hmm. it's it's not the message that's in the book. Go outside, kids. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's uh, there's a lot of stuff outside, so you can turn some things off. Now, uh, when you grew up in the '80s, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I was yeah. I turned ten in 1980, so yeah. Right. It's teen years. All did you have the Atari 2600? No, uh, my friend Jonathan Pennington did, though, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a love-hate relationship with Jonathan. Fucking Pennington, man. Yeah. But 2600. I saved up for a 2600 and was going to match Jonathan Pennington, uh, went to probably a Kmart, I don't remember exactly, mm-hmm. and my dad said, you can take the $99 that you saved up mowing lawns and get that, or I will give you matching funds and you can get the $200 TI-99-4A. Ah, the Texas Instruments computer yeah. that you so, could actually which was program. A computer, and right? that mm-hmm. was why his podcast was born. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> uh, and I, I couldn't resist. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, it's TI mm-hmm. invaders, not space invaders, but fine. Okay, right, fine. Right, right. <laughs> uh, and, and, and it had it, all the knockoff games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was I like, think Hunt the Wumpus was the one TI-specific game that only mm-hmm. they had. Uh so yeah, I had to go over to Jonathan's house, but but I played all the TI games. I played Commodore games later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I used to have a friend down the street, Donald. Uh, we would change trade floppy disks, and mm-hmm. back and that's how you. That did was a big thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, before the internet, where you know the literally the data could download back and forth is you would trade cartridges. Yeah. Or uh, or floppy disks, yeah. and then you know, all of a sudden, if one got bent, your game was ruined. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> You bent your floppy. And there was the hack to use a hole punch uh, on the floppy so that you could get twice as much data stored on it that Donald showed me. And I was like, right. oh my God, they, that works. That's amazing. <laughs> give me give me pitfall now. Yes. <laughs> I have room. So um, one of the things I really liked about this movie, uh, like which I loved about the book, is like it was uh, also... It was a futuristic story, but also a walk down memory lane. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this was literally like Easter egg, the movie. Yeah. You know, you, all the pop culture references. Now, it wasn't limited to the 80s. We'll get more into this in the spoiler. But, you know, it was great to see Iron Giant and, you know, a lot of some stuff from the 90s. And, you know, one of the big iconic scenes is, um, you know, this is uh, this is not a spoiler. This is uh, about in the middle of the movie is they changed one of the challenges to from one movie to another so instead of war games it's the shining so i think that was uh really Which, well, it came out in 80 so it's almost 70s it's, it's kind of very 70s yeah feel, yeah. yeah and it, it also uh, we were talking about it more on the spoiler it really feels like it was a tribute to kubrick like uh mm-hmm. like was one of the things that uh, spielberg wanted to do like he contacted gene wilder he wanted him to actually be the uh um uh, what's what's the guy's Halliday. name? Halliday. He wanted right. him to be Halliday, uh, and Gene Wilder said no before he passed away. Uh, it's interesting, you know. I don't think Spielberg is used to hearing the word no, but to hear it from Gene Wilder, it must be uh, must have been like, yeah, okay, 
If I'm hearing no from Gene Wilder, the guy from I've earned it. The guy from yeah. Straight Time is telling yeah, me yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Willy Wonka just told me no. Uh um, a chocolate river. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing too we were talking we is is I think the 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 switch from War Games to The Shining actually is better because War Games is cool, but if you watch it now it's pretty dated. You know, like some some of it, I mean some of the dialogue, some of the it's very sort of hyper-referential for that moment in time, whereas The Shining, yes, it's a, it's a, it's a movie. You gotta use the word timeless. Yeah, it is a little, yeah. it is a little bit, but I mean, yeah, there's only, there's only, there's not a lot of things in there where you go, oh, that was only from the 70s or the early 80s or whatever, and you know, a guy right. going nuts with an ax, I mean, that is timeless. Yeah, 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 that's, uh, that I mean, doesn't, that that doesn't go, oh, uh, that's People don't not, do that's that not scary. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, okay, I, mean, I can I see that. Yeah. I, and I the get creepiness it. of it, because that's the other thing. Being too. in a hotel that's a ba- you know, that's empty. That hotel is still there. It's the Timberline Lodge up in uh, in Portland, up outside of Portland, Oregon. I'm yeah. sure if it's empty, it's just as it's creepy. It's terrifying. Yeah, There's, it's completely terrifying. Yeah. Well, so, and the difference is War Games was very computer-oriented, right? Yes. Uh, so adding The Shining, I think, rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because it's horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've you've now, like, stretched the genre. But I think that's one of the things Spielberg did that makes this movie more accessible. And again, if you want the book exactly, you're going to be disappointed. But it was fun to see this as something new. Like, okay, well, let's see how these characters act in a horror mm-hmm. situation, which right. we didn't really get in mm-hmm. the book. No, not at all. It was really a uh, a mix of genres for sure. And it, but but it's but it's, I mean, literally, War Games was about a computer. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. going crazy. So, but the thing I the, to me it speaks to. This was taking this story from the medium of the written page to the medium of the screen. So mm. if you're going to take it to the silver screen, then you should have an iconic movie referenced in there, not just a video game. Yes, because mm-hmm. it visually was like fantastic mm-hmm. um this film and it, in the uh in the book there was a, a uh it, it it was a uh, a big thing about being inside movies like it was what do they call the movie sinks yeah something, something like, like that. that something like that where like you could actually instead of watching movies in the future you could actually be in them mm. so that was one of the uh you know one of the things like you could just take any movie and just kind of put yourself in so uh, there were differences from the book, but uh, like you, I enjoyed the movie on its own, just uh, you know, as a big, fun, popcorny type movie. Yeah, yeah. I thought the um, the world was more established in the book, but you've got more room and more pages and more time, and so you see, so it feels like uh, like some of the stuff in the uh, the movie, you're like, oh, I'd like to learn more about that or how that works, or even like the Oasis, like. Uh, how much, like, like you know how you gain coin from when other players die? Like, all right, can you spend that in the real world? Like, there was, like, all this stuff was a little vague, like, as far as, like, how the Oasis kind of worked. Like, um, uh, like, 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 what, what did you have to pay to use it? Like, you know, is there level grinding? Why are these people there... who are living in storage containers able to afford, you know, VR headsets? And right, walk right, yeah, right. Yeah, so, exactly. so that was, uh, you know, what's the accessibility of this world and, and things like that? So, but all that is actually in the book. You know, it all kind of gets explained. Yeah, in, and the, the Oasis book. is even more pervasive in education and business. Yeah, which they kind of let about me that. leave that out. Yeah, I, I forgot to tell you that, Graham. That was really interesting. Like, uh, 
um, they, the Oasis was set up, it wasn't just a gaming world. It's like you used it for everything. You went to school in the Oasis. Uh. Like you put the VR headset on, you went to a classroom. Like it was, uh, it was, it was there where it was literally every corner of your life was uh, the Oasis was there. Mm-hmm. So, which was really, uh, you know, they, they didn't really get into that in the movie, but that that was kind of like, uh, and I really think like it's almost prophetic. I really think that's where, as we go to like colleges offering online classes mm-hmm. and all these things, you wonder like, you know, is are you universities are we going to be all virtual pretty soon? I do wonder though if. <clears throat> you know, down the road when Oasis-type technology becomes commonplace, if it's going to look entirely different. Because there's all of these headsets that are mixed reality that allow you to see the real world around you mm. and then mix it in a little more than virtual reality, which is like, I'm blind if I, right. other than seeing what's in the virtual world. And I wonder if this movie's going to look super dated because of that. If we're going to be like, oh, who thought you'd actually walk around with you know, not being able to see or something? Right. <laughs> like, that's crazy, Dad. Everything's going to be Google Glass where you get both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, uh, Microsoft has the HoloLens that is that, which is way better than the Google Glass now. Uh, but so what's the Microsoft HoloLens? It's it's uh, headset. That's why we had Tom on. I know. I was, I was like, giving <laughs> some tech talk. Welcome to Daily Tech News Show. Uh, it's a headset where you can just see the world. Like, I would see the room I'm in right now, but it mm-hmm. superimposes things in your field of vision. So that's why it's way better. Google Glass just had the little thing up in the corner that right. you would see. Mm-hmm. This actually lets you, like, put aliens coming through the wall and but it's actually your wall mm-hmm. uh, or you know you can have a chessboard on on the coffee table stuff oh. like that it's augmented reality if you've heard that before yes. in mm-hmm. in android and, and ios they have that so it's it's that kind of thing all built into a headset you don't have to plug into another computer mm-hmm. how close are we to the um the actual suits that they wore where you actually felt like if someone touches you in the Which Oasis. Which was a cool thing in the movie. Yeah, yeah you actually yeah. feel it on the uh, in, inside the suit. What did they call it? Haptic feedback yeah. or something? Had that, that kind of haptic feedback is possible. <laughs> I don't know if people have perfected it to A, where it feels real, <laughs> uh, and B, it's cost effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that that stuff is, is definitely out there. And the treadmill that he uses is real product. Is it? Yeah. Because I, I was, I was just saying, one. yeah, I kind of want one. That, yeah. that omnidirectional treadmill it's looks really cool. It's a few thousand really cool. dollars. It's not nearly as smooth as it as he made it look <laughs> and you have guardrails they like took the guardrails that down for mm-hmm. the purposes of the movie so it, it looks a little more like a cage mm-hmm. um, but yeah that's that's a real thing so now is it used strictly for gaming for like vr for yeah with like an oculus rift or an htc vive oh wow yeah so you could actually make kind of what he what he has in the movie <laughs> chris wants to live in the oasis yeah that's sounding more and more appealing it's not going to look nearly as good though yeah that's the beauty of this is is you know the the uh, the world is unbounded because it, right. it's, it can look as good as movies can make things look which are much better than we can make games look in real life right right so um but i think we're getting closer i mean yeah. you know we're you know you know world of warcraft you know we're we're getting we're making steps of you know that's that was probably i know you had everquest a while back but world of warcraft was really the one that put the mmorgs kind of yeah like into the forefront where these companies were making millions of dollars a month right. just in subscriptions and and and, uh, and that game is still making them millions of dollars right. you know yes. pe- people talk about it like it's dead but it's got millions right. of players instead of right. multi-millions of players right, right. it's mm-hmm. it's crazy it's still doing fine 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah not worried about him. Mike Morham's yeah, yeah. going to be okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's going to get by. Yeah. So, uh, but, but that's, uh, uh, what I love about it too is like, it shows you what the world looks like if you combined all of these things. You combine the online role playing, you combine mm-hmm. like, what was it? Second Life or was the yeah, other right. one? The, For, you know, the, the, the Stanford thing. Yeah. yeah. People would get married inside the mm-hmm. computer and, yeah. uh, uh, but if you combined all those things, and this is what the book did, like if would it what if every aspect of your life was inside the oasis, and uh, that's just, this is what it would, <laughs> but this is what it would look like if you went to school, you went to college, if you all your uh, time was spent in there, all your and uh, um, and you know some your jobs, yeah, yeah. You ran your business there, you yeah. ran your errands there, you did mm-hmm. all you your, get your data leaked from there, yeah, <laughs> exactly, yep, yep. <laughs> You can get mugged, digitally mugged <laughs> yeah, inside digitally the mugged, Oasis. You can lose be... all your coins. Sure. Yeah, yeah that, that is one thing. They, they sort of touch on it, but they don't get into it. The fact that when you get killed, you don't die, but you lose all your stuff. Right. And it's just mm-hmm. available for whoever killed you to take. Right. You don't see them taking it in the movie very often. They, they no. show it kind of all exploding out of you. Right. And in fact, at one point, one character starts to lose it slowly, which I was like, I don't think that's the way it's supposed to work. <laughs> but, yeah, but, a slow faucet of uh, artifacts coming yeah, out of his yeah, arm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, but, but I loved being able to see it. I mean, I think that was the biggest thing as a book reader was seeing that world play out in right. front of me was, was, mm-hmm. was fascinating. And I think he did a great job, in fact, making it look a little better than it's described by having just people who were in weird attire. Not, not everything was a reference. Right. Uh, there were a lot of people who were just, you know, obviously supposed to have made up their own look, while there are people who are superheroes and, and video game characters and book characters. And, mm-hmm. and it, it looked like a real world in that respect. Yeah, because everyone just kind of picked their own thing. They were like, all right, well, no, I want to be Sonic the Hedgehog. And we're like, well, no, I want to actually create my avatar from scratch yeah. and wear the Buckaroo Banzai jacket or something. Huh. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so it was really a, a fun movie uh, for sure. It's a, so. it's a theme park ride. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's it. And, uh, that's exactly the best way to describe so, it. So, all right, next movie, go to Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs. So you uh, guys saw it. What did you think now? This I, is Wes Anderson's stop motion. Yes. He and likes, particularly with animals, is when he does his stop motion That's his animation. thing. It's only animals. Yep. It's a fox, dogs. That's okay. it. So cat next or yeah, triangular ears? Yes. Four, yeah. four legs. <laughs> that's it. That's all he does. <laughs> and uh, interesting, this is the longest stop motion film of all time. Beating out Coraline by two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so, God somebody beat Coraline. You know what? It's it not like when rich guys make their yacht like two inches That's larger. Yeah, than exactly. The other rich guy. exactly. Like, well, we, it doesn't need to be two minutes longer, but it's going to be. Oh, your private jet seats twenty people. <laughs> Mine seats twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. How's that sound? And, and uh, I love to because stop motion two minutes. That's probably like another hundred thousand dollars. Right. Oh God, <laughs> that was like another yeah. eighteen months <laughs> yeah. of, uh, <laughs> of moving the, the characters. Um, now, this is a sentence I've never um, thought I would read. The movie was influenced by the work of Akira Kurosawa and Rankin-Bath's stop-motion Christmas specials. <laughs> That's a very unique childhood. Yes. That's, you watch the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and then Seven Samurai, like, on the same weekend. Exactly. And it what's so weird is, like, you read that sentence, and if you've seen the movie, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. Who are your favorite actors? Yeah. Uh, Tashira Mufuni and Burl Ives. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, Rashomon. Yeah. It, it was. Uh... Looks like those samurai are certainly in for some trouble. It was such a fun movie, too. And it was uh, the premise of the movie is that it's uh, near future Japan. 
and all the dogs have gotten sick, and they have to move them all off onto Trash Island. So oh. they're being um, basically relocated there. So all the dogs are off the Isle of Japan. And uh, so uh, part of the story is actually kind of dark. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Wes Anderson definitely doesn't shy away. From, you know, it's a PG-13 for stop motion, which is, uh, you know, unusual. And it's also um, unbelievably well cast. Like, it's got a ton of stars in it. It's got everyone from Bill Murray to uh, Brian Cranston, Jeff Goldblum. And it really feels like um, they were all together doing a table read because it, it feels so casual oh, and right. so fun. And just the way they, uh, they speak... It just feels like, and this is a credit too to Wes Anderson and his writers, uh, like Roman Coppola and I think uh, Jason Schwartzman also helped write it. It just feels conversational, right. like like they. Uh, uh, and turns out Jeff Goldblum actually wasn't uh, there. He was because of scheduling conflicts. He couldn't go to England to record his lines. But it feels like everyone was in the room together because a lot of times with animation, it's recorded, each character is recorded separately. So, um, but it feels like Wes Anderson, no, we're getting everybody but Jeff Goldblum together, and we're going to record this uh, all as a, uh, a table read. I mean, Edward Norton's in it. Brian Cranston. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Scarlett Johansson. And it's just a really fun, fun movie. And But what, what's, what's great about it, too. Nomura, mm-hmm. isn't it? Greta Gerwig. Yeah, Francis McDormand. And, you know, not everyone has a ton of lines, either. Like, some of the characters... Or only on screen for like a couple of scenes, um, but you know Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson, he, um, you know, he's made like nine movies now, something like that. Yeah. You know, to be in a Wes Anderson movie is a, uh, you know, you're in for something interesting and special. Yoko Ono. So Yoko, does a voice yeah. In this movie. <laughs> Yoko Ono even does a voice. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah scroll. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, Oh my God! Assistant <laughs> scientist Yoko Ono. That's amazing. And here's the uh, here here's the crazy thing that I didn't think I was gonna like or I didn't think it was gonna work. Like uh, there's a disclaimer or a uh, a card that comes up at the top of the movie saying that uh, all the dogs barking is translated into English, so you can hear what the what the dogs say. But everyone else speaks in their native tongue, so all the Japanese characters speak in Japanese. Sometimes they're translated. Sometimes they're not. So uh, sometimes you just that's, hear Japanese speaking and you have no idea what they're saying. That's so great. That's why Wes Anderson <laughs> is such an innovative filmmaker. And we've said this before in the show. Even like some of his movies, like Steve Zissou or whatever, that sort of missed the mark. They're right. still inventive. They're still interesting they're still to watch. There's still something interesting, yeah. You know, and it's they're always fun. It, it actually gave it a little of that, uh, uh, that, that Godzilla feel when there wasn't the subtitle. Because right. that happens in the old Tohu thing sometimes where, where mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, they just didn't subtitle this part. But I can tell they're angry, so it's fine, right? right. Like you yeah. get the yeah. idea. Yeah, you can so. figure out what's going on. Yeah. I can tell what the boy is saying to the dogs. Yeah. So uh, the set design was really interesting. Like, you know, especially with a stop motion movie, you know the sets were designed and made like right, you know, physically. You know, it's, it wasn't everything generated in a computer. You know that they were made in the... You know, the dogs were made and they were being With moved alpaca slowly. wool. Yeah, yes. <laughs> With Actual alpaca, alpaca wool. wool. No kidding. Yes. <laughs> um, so it was a, a movie that also visually it was very rich, too. And uh, Wes Anderson is the kind of filmmaker, too. Like, I, I'm hit or miss with his movies. Like, um, I kind of tend to really like the ones that don't get as much 
uh, heat and traction. Like uh, I really like Darjeeling Limited. Mm-hmm. That uh, and like well, did okay, but uh, Grand Budapest Hotel I really liked. Whereas again, like, how inventive was that movie? Yeah. I mean, very Wes Anderson. I mean, it's yeah. one, oh, yeah. you know, it's mm-hmm. his you know film. You know who it is. From start to finish. But yeah. at a unique way yeah. of... Now, Moonrise Kingdom was the one that everyone liked that I also liked too. But like ones like uh, Royal Tenenbaums and Rushmore, everyone loved. And I was like, well, I, I like these other ones better. You wow. just forget Rushmore yeah. is him because yeah, it's so yeah. popular. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, beyond. Yeah, beyond. that one's yeah. huge, huge. And uh, uh, so this is his second stop motion movie. He did Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, but what I love about Wes Anderson is that, you know, he can go from Grand Budapest Hotel to do a stop motion animation movie. You know, not a lot of filmmakers can jump mediums like that. Like they, oh, this is a, this is a live action director. This is an animation director. You can't do both. You know, there's right. there's that, you know, you there can only do one or the other. Yes, you can. No, <laughs> How dare it. you? Yes. Don't even try. You won't be able to do it. Uh, and so, to be honest, some of the filmmakers can't make that jump. He can um, so I look forward to his next film or his next stop motion film. But it was so inventive. Like it was the kind of movie that like it's a Wes Anderson movie. It's it's a movie that only he could have made. It's the movie that, you know, has his voice from start to finish. And, you know, even, you know, there's a couple credited writers. Like I said, it's Roman Coppola and Jason Schwartzman. Um, but, you know, he has final say on every line of dialogue and every shot. And, and it, it shows through for sure. Yeah, it. The if I had a criticism you a kid, of it, bring a kid with you. What's that? Did you bring a kid with you? Or you saw no, it on your own? no. Okay. Saw it with my wife, mm-hmm. who's a child at heart. Yes, uh, <laughs> and I wanted to have more fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I actually kind of want to watch it again now that I know what kind of movie because it's a it's. When I say this, you're gonna think it's the wrong thing I'm saying. It's a dirty movie, not it is, not a dirty, dirty like sexy movie, but like just filthy. Like they're on Trash yeah. Island, yeah. Uh, and I think that kind of threw me off because it's so Wes Anderson, so downplayed. The conversations mm-hmm. are so just normal pace uh, that I was like, oh, this isn't this is not a, a dog romp. This isn't like <laughs> Secret Life of it's Dogs. Not like what, bro? Yeah, uh, but it's no. good all the same. And the uh, the actors are so well directed. Not only do they feel conversational, like sometimes in, with animation, if you have a poor director or poor casting, you just go, "Oh, that's Brad Pitt's voice that's you know on right. this in this animated movie." Like uh, uh, with them, like you know Ed Norton, Brian Cranston, Bill Murray, they really felt like you were watching the dog say all these lines. Yeah. So they 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 really. Uh, and this is a credit to the director and the casting, where it's... And the they, alpaca wool. Yeah, and the alpaca wool. Yeah, yeah. which was divine. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Brian Cranston brought his chief, I think was his character, onto Colbert. Oh, really? And, it, and it's like as big as your hand, uh, you know, and it's just it's just amazing because, you know, and they talk about the whole stop motion, how long it takes and everything, mm-hmm. but th- those things are tiny. Really That's small. crazy. I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. It. I guess it would make sense that it's that small. And then... Yeah, mostly alpaca wool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's why they're so small. The alpaca wool is too expensive, yeah. so you couldn't make a full size. Yeah, that, that must be it. Yeah. The alpaca wool budget alone on this movie. Oh, you don't want to mm-hmm. know. You don't want to know what it's like. So, well, that's cool right. though. I mean, I you know, I I didn't see. You might like. I, mean, I know you don't have kids, but uh, you know, I think you would like this movie. All right. I think you would. But it is for kids. It's kind of uh, no. it's it's a Wes Anderson movie. It's it's that Pixar uh, middle where you could see it without kids and enjoy it, 
where it's not like a, it's not for kids. I mean, it's there's some dark parts in it for sure. It's not for young kids. Either. No, it's like, definitely it's not, not a, for young. It's not kids. a tween movie. It's a teen and above. Oh, all right. It's uh, okay because there is some there are some dark themes as far as like uh, you know relocation camps and you know oh, wow. things like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a death that got me very angry at first. And yeah. Then... <laughs> it played out. Yes, and I, it did. I understood. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm, I think I'm going to see it. I'm going to yeah, see yeah. it. Dogs. So, all right. Well, guess what? We got a sponsor. Well, Christopher, this sounds exciting. Yes, bomb fell. And uh, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, hey guys. guys. <laughs> you hate going shopping for clothes, but still want to look good. Bombfell is an easier way for men to get better clothes. Fully personalized. Every piece has been handpicked for you by your own stylist. Your stylist will email you his or her selections, and you'll have 48 hours to make any changes or cancel altogether. You're in total control. And you can uh, you get the clothes. you got seven days to tell them what you want and what to keep. Send the rest back. Now they have a special thing, which is called Keep More, Get More with each shipment. That means the more you keep, the more you save. Keep four items, 20% off. Three items, 15% off. Two items, 10% off. It's a very simple process, Graham. There's only four steps. You sign up, you set up your order, you get a preview email, and you receive your clothing. But Graham, you already know that because Bombfell already sent you some clothes. How did it go? I loved it. Mm-hmm. Great clothes. Got a pair of slacks, a man slacks. shirt. What and, color uh, were the slacks? Oh, uh, they were jeans. I like to call them slacks. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but they had a good process of like, they got stuff. And then there was one <laughs> shirt they said, like, it wasn't the right size. I sent it back. Very easy to deal with. Good customer mm-hmm. service. I like the whole dance. Very cool. So, uh, but you know, as fans of comedy film nerds, we're ne- we never let you pay full price. We always yeah, oh, get I the insist deal. you will not pay full price. Yes. $25 off your first purchase. Go to bombfell.com slash CFN. That's B O M B F E L L dot com slash CFN. So bombfell.com slash CFN. Boom. Yeah. Get yourself some man clothes. Man clothes. <laughs> man clothes it up. Looking so. good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. This is uh it's not just alpaca wool here. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's the whole thing. How big was it? Was it like this big? It was, yeah, 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 it was that <laughs> fit in the palm of my hand. It was like they shrink it. That's how they ship it so cheaply. <laughs> so and we've got some Patreon sponsors. Oh, shit. Yep. And uh Katie Bag, while well, still doing her bike MS run, she hasn't chickened out. She's Katie, still gonna do it. Do commit it. You got a long way to go <laughs> yep. and a short time to get there. You yep. know what, Katie? We're gonna do what they say can't be done. Yeah, Houston, Houston to Austin at the end of April. Nobody's gonna. I just did a Smoking the Bandit theme song, and no one's gonna give me credit for that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just did lyrics from the smoke. God right bless along. Jerry Reed. Exactly. Yes. A little shout mm-hmm. out to Jay Reed. Come mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Hold on to your ass, Fred. Anyway, <laughs> Katie Bagwell. <laughs> Katie Bagwell. Help help her out. (laughs) Uh, So people affected by MS can live their best lives. Reach your donation page at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash K-T-M-S 150. If you can, help her achieve her goal. She's going to do what they say can't be done. She is. Long way to go. Short time to get there. (laughs) Yes. So watch Bandit run. Yeah. How many movies did they make? How many Smokey the Bandits were At there? At least three. Not There's, enough. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> the third one. Well, the second one was when they got the elephants. Yeah. <laughs> and then the third one was like Buford's T. Justice's like twin brother came down or they, they did a oh, lot of, they yeah. just like, we got to, Jackie Gleason's not working. So we, yeah. we got <laughs> 
So we also have the Audacity Performing Arts Project still also supporting Katie Bagwell. So and if you, um, they are a performing arts program to bring that they bring to school communities who cannot afford their services. So uh, what you have to do is just go to Katie Bagwell's Bike MS page, make a token donation to Audacity for 15 bucks, and they'll send one of their amazing shirts as a thank you. Just use their donation link, audacityperformingarts.com slash donate. And it's a great cause, you know, bring performing arts to schools that can't afford it. And help MS. get the, And help MS. Making the world a better place. Yeah. And, you know? And, you know, fans helping fans. We appreciate that. And the last one is supplyanddemandinvesting.com because planning for retirement should be as easy as planning your next vacation. It just takes longer. Supplyanddemandinvesting.com. $50 a month, guys. You give us, we'll read your website on the show. And we'll sing Smokey the Bandit lyrics. Boom. <laughs> $100 and we won't sing Smokey the yeah. uh, Graham, I think it's time to check out some trailers. Oh, Chris, I think you're right. Mm -hmm. We're going to go to the big board here if you're yes. watching on the YouTube. Here it is. The first one House is... House with a clock in its walls. There's so many... What's the... The porn version is so obvious. <laughs> All right, here we go. Full walls? <laughs> Yeah, Tom. That's it. House with a clock and it's installs. <laughs> installs? Huh, what? I, I think you made an even better version. <laughs> All right. Do we hear this, Aaron? Through the headphones, right? This will work great for the live stream on this Facebook awesome. next, <laughs> next week. We test this at all. <laughs> the house with a cock in its balls. Here we go. Nice. <laughs> there it is. So you had to do the porn name for to get the sound that's, to work. Get the sound to work. It's the password. Oh, no. You'll see. Things are quite different here. Ooh. That's safe. As long as it's fed. Yeah. You know, I like how they just even didn't even bother trying to pretend it's not a Harry Potter movie. They even used like the Harry Potter font. 
<laughs> yeah, and the chiming. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, just <laughs> Harry Potter poltergeist. It's That's like, what it uh, is. Well, we need another Harry Potter movie, but Fantastic Beasts isn't coming out for until later. Wait, what do we have? House with a clock in its walls. Yeah, let's do that. Also, yeah. burying the lead, it's got a lot more than a clock. Yes, it's. <laughs> that's not the. That's not the clock is not the exciting part of this <laughs> yeah, house. No, so. Yeah, there's like it's just magic house that does everything. Now, I'm probably the only one here at the table who has actually read this book as a kid, the house with the clock in its walls. Do you remember that book? As nope. A kid? It's. No, uh, yeah, I don't. It's a. Um, has nothing to do with that trailer. It's uh, except that there is a clock in the walls, but it's a very slow moving ghost story. Is what mm. the actual. Uh, a book is so this is just all right we're gonna add monsters and magic and harry potter stuff and just make it you know a big effects driven thing gotcha. so so i go don't... get us a book that we can make a harry potter with movie with <laughs> yes that is not a harry potter book. right yeah <laughs> that's what somebody I, said I, that, yeah some house of the said, clock in its walls great yeah. take out the clock and speed it up yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna work fine <laughs> put some magic in it go <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> here's your here's your music and effects library. So it it, it makes you wonder too, like uh, well, why bother why bother with the license at all? You're making a completely different movie. It doesn't yeah. matter. So uh, um, they're clock blocking the other studios. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tom Merritt, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> clock blocking. I told myself I wouldn't do that to you. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You had to. What other so. choice do you have when it's standing right there? Yeah, it's, what are you supposed to do? It's low-hanging fruit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like when you have an apple in your hand and you should mm -hmm. take a bite out of it, but a bus goes by. You got to chuck it at the bus. What are you going to do? What yeah. are you going to do? It's a bus. It's the bus's fault Yeah. for driving yeah. by when you had an apple in your hand. Looking so... Easy yeah. to throw an yeah, apple at. People big, taking public transportation, it's ridiculous. Big target. There's an yeah. old person in the window you can scare. Yeah. <laughs> you love that sound of dunk. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. We've all been like, there. And just, you know, you imagine somebody in the bus going, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? And then the cops are called. And, and the driver it's... says, not again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this street. There's always that guy with a half-eaten <laughs> apple. <laughs> He's here every day at three. Oh, just leave us alone, for the yeah. love of God. Yeah. Go where I go. Go put a clock in the walls. Yeah, go put a clock in the walls, for the love of Christ. So, um, all right, next one is The Titan. The Titan? The Titan. Terminal trailer one. I, had, I got the wrong trailer. So, yeah, this one looks much better. Yeah, Terminal. I'll find it. Yeah, this is uh, The Titan. This is another uh, uh, Netflix movie. I don't know if they made it or acquired it. Uh, but I do know it has the same level of quality the of the other Netflix the movies. Has declared Los Angeles uninhabitable. The base is full square future. miles. All under NATO command. To be sure, Lieutenant, we're highly classified. Highly you classified, Graham. are going to be the first man on Titan. It's just an honor to have been selected, sir. Not going to let you down. Our resources have been depleted. In 10 years, half the world's population will have starved to death. Half the planet will be uninhabitable, but there is one place that gives us hope, the largest moon of Saturn. What if Titan could become our home? You will become enhanced humans. Most of you will fail. Some people will break during the training. You're talking forced evolution. I'm talking survival of the species. This is the best thing for narrative. Uh, tell, don't here. show. It's bigger than all of us. <laughs> that old drill. That old <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me everything that should be happening like instead of showing it to me. 
is changing. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. At least the first three quarters. I want to finish it. I can see everything. There is something alive inside of him. He's a soldier. There's no going back. I wouldn't have thought I would have got this far. How can you possibly know what he is becoming? If we can't control him, all of us are dead. Looks like he never makes it to Titan. Yeah, he doesn't quite get that far. Um, you know, Sam Worthington is that kind of movie star where you see him in a movie and you go, why is he a movie star again? Yeah, name the, you know, remember that one, that really amazing Sam Worthington movie? Mm, mm. See yeah. what I'm talking about? Can anyone here go, oh, remember Sam Worthington when he was in? Mm. So you're saying he should just be Sam Inkton? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, when's a, when's a good <laughs> Sam Inkton film? Yeah, uh, you know, like I th- wasn't he in like he's probably like in one of the Terminator movies, like uh, yeah, yeah, he is, and it's not Salvation, Salvation which is yeah. not a good one. No, Mm-mm. there's no Sam where, where you're like Sam. Wow, he wasn't was, he? Was he in a TV series that wasn't half bad? That that's kicking around in my head for some reason. These well, pauses are answering yeah, your questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially I'm thinking like... I wasn't think, he in something good? I, that was, I, I, remember I, that one thing that he might have been? It was not bad. I vaguely yeah. see him sort of playing a guy. I, I also, oh, wait. No, that was someone else. I also feel like, you know, we're saying like, oh, Sam Worthington. He really made that movie. Like, no, <laughs> I've never said that either. So yeah. uh, name another bad movie he's been in, Aaron. Ah, there we go. Good okay. Lord. Oh, maybe it was the really good Clash of the Titans one where they went in after and added 3D. Was it one of that? Was it that one? Uh, I think so. Oh, wow. So, uh, anyway, uh, that movie, well, we saw most of it already. Right. So, you know, you can already. Yeah, yeah he goes nuts and done. he kills everybody and they never make yeah. it to the planet and the world dies. Yeah. 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 And then Taylor Schilling's character gets thrown in jail. Yeah. Right. <laughs> for, you know, for being married to him. Yeah. So. For a minor drug offense. Right. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, I think the takeaway is don't go to Titan. <laughs> it's on Netflix. And I, it's we've talked about this before, but I feel like the people in the film department at Netflix and the people in the TV department never meet. No, they don't talk to each <laughs> they other. They never talk to each yeah, other because it's like... There's a definitely different their TV shows levels are so of great. quality control, for sure. And uh, I really feel like every studio has a uh, kind of unwritten agreement. Like, look, we're all in this together. Only sell your shitty stuff to Netflix. <laughs> the all script the stuff will never you don't sell. Want, yeah, yeah. I'm going to call Netflix. Yeah, yeah. This Cloverfield bullshit, give it to Netflix. <laughs> and then, like, who are the most gifted episodic writers in, in the, that have ever lived? Let's yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll them, get them, get, get hire them. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and, wonder if it has to do with Netflix insistence not to put their movies in theaters before they put it on Netflix. They insist on day and date, which Amazon is like, no, fine, we'll give it a 90-day run before we put it on Amazon. That's fine. I wonder if that that loosens up the negotiations and that keeps Netflix from getting the good movies, where it's not an issue with TV. It still doesn't explain Death Note. Nothing explains (laughs) Death Note. Science cannot explain Death Note. (laughs) I think you bring up a great point, though. I've never heard that explained that way, Tom, and I think that might do it because... 
the movies that like are compelling scripts get bought up because they know like, well, if nobody buys us, then we come to the the ninety nine, you know, the second hand store. Of, yeah, yeah. They're like the raw stress for less of film scripts. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's yeah. that that's that's what it feels like. That's well, a great we go, point. We go there last. Right. Yeah. When we're versus shopping. if you're an episodic writer, you go there first. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's they, not like Netflix lacks the money. They have the money. No, There's no the excuse. Issue. Yeah. They mm-hmm. and they know they have taste. They create amazing stuff. They create yeah. amazing yeah. stuff. They pick really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But then these things that they produce, I understand if this was just made, somebody made it, it was sitting on a shelf and Netflix was, ah, buy it. That I totally get. Just fill up our calendar, our, our catalog, but we're going to put money into this. And yeah, I, unless, unless they, you know what it might be, they might have some, some data that's like these type of movies, we make them for $15 yeah. million. They stream, we get the streaming you know they get. Uh, they do. They crunch that data. You know I'm they sure do. Sure they do. Yeah. So yeah. maybe maybe they're just like, no guys, we don't need to. It doesn't have to be good. People will still watch it and keep their subscription. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like you know they were happy with Bright, you know, and they made their mm-hmm. they greenlit a sequel. It's a good point. Yeah. So all right. What the fuck do we know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're but, a bunch of assholes uh, doing a podcast. Mm, <laughs> I don't see another Cloverfield sequel coming up though. Yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, occasionally the uh, market does follow the quality. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and DVD and Blu-ray, Insidious, The Last Key. I think that's probably a lie. If it did well, there will be another key. That's another key for yes. Um Father Figures. This was a weird comedy that kind of came and went, I think, with Owen Wilson. Oh. Uh, never, uh, never saw this one. Never saw it either. Yeah. And I still won't. No, probably not. <laughs> and uh, also we have on the uh, site spotlight, you want to check out uh, Neil Weekly's Weekly Film News. The uh, new issue is up on the website. Go to comedyfilmnerds.com. Always an entertaining read. Uh, Neil not only gives us, gives you the film news, his comments and commentary are always entertaining. And also we want you guys to uh, make sure you check out the YouTube channel. Like I said, to put all my short films up there. Hello Junkie is up there. Uh, I have Hit Clown is up there about a hitman and a clown who switch bags and find they like the other's job better. And also Rainbow's End just went up about three small-time crooks who capture a leprechaun and try to shake him down for his pot of gold. So uh, I've got a little time at work. Check out the YouTube channel. We, uh, uh, we really like the subscribes, the likes, and the uh, views. All of that helps the YouTube metrics. Uh, and like, here's, a, here's a comment real quick from Robert McAnich from, on the YouTube. If you go to the YouTube comments, we'll, we'll read some of He goes, not sure I'm on board. This is about weird, uh, the Shape of Water uh, video that's on our Comedy Film Nerds YouTube page. Not sure I'm on board with the cleaning lady slash fish man love story, but I did enjoy Chris and Graham's explanation as to why they like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, right on. Thanks for, thanks for going to the YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. And uh, premiering this week, cock blockers, but you can't use the word, co- <laughs> no. can't use the word yeah. cock, so they actually put the rooster on the poster nice. and, uh, and just call it blockers. Is that the first use of an emoji in a title? Well, the emoji movie. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't actually. Nice. That was a missed opportunity. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. In so many ways. Sorry. So uh, yeah, I I don't I you know I like John Cena, but uh, I think he's he's starting to get trapped in this like uh, well, well, well we'll take any script. No, you don't have to. You don't you know you don't have to. My wife saw it last night. Preview. Mm-hmm. She said not as good as Game Night, but funny. That really? Was her, that was her okay. one sentence review. All right. That's fine. All right. That's surprising from the trailer, but mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, now the next one is A Quiet Place. This actually looks really good. This is the uh, John what's Krasinski's. Krasinski. Emily uh, Blunt. Em yes, and but John Krasinski like produced, directed, uh -huh. cast his wife in it. Yeah. You know, uh, it's pretty much his movie, and uh, it, it looks good. It also looks like one of those horror movies too that uh, um, has a real nice build, but also doesn't cheat and not show you the monsters. Like from the trailer, it looks like you get to see shit like right away. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm sure Neil will cover it for any of the horror fans listening out there. Yes, it'll be right for in sure. The wheelhouse. For Ready Player One, they didn't show a trailer for the A Quiet Place. Instead, they used it for the turn off your cell phone. It was, it was actually really cleverly done because I thought I was just watching A Quiet Place and then instead of the font coming up with the name, it said, you need to be quiet. Turn off your cell phone. Don't disturb the movie. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. awesome. Like, oh, okay. that's that, was cool. a, that was a good use of that. That is a great marketing gimmick. Uh, Lean on Pete. This is, uh, this is the kind of movie I've been seeing a lot of trailers for in the actual movie theater, uh, but it's a weird movie where it's like a homeless boy befriends a horse, then steals it from the owner, then they're like on the run. So the trailer is making it out to be almost like a like a Black Beauty type story. With right. like, uh, however, then it comes up rated R. <laughs> so I don't know who this movie is for, because uh, it really feels like it's that kind of a tween coming of age kind of movie. You know, friendship about a boy and his horse, but. And then it comes up, you know, rated R. So I, I don't know. Make, I'm not it has me worried. For. Yeah. So not for kids. Uh, and the next movie, uh, also not for kids, Chappaquiddick. Yeah, this is the story. I'm actually, because um, I'm curious to see this because the Kennedys fascinate me. And mm. the fact that this, why are we doing a story on Chappaquiddick now? I don't know. Right. But Jason Clark is in it. And we all know the story, so it's an interesting timing of the film. Like, I wonder, like, how long was it in development? Why mm -hmm. did it take so long to get made? And mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm, I got mixed feelings about it. I don't know how good it's going to be. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it, I don't know. It, it's. I think it's, of of this slate of films, I think it's the one I will see. Oh, not going to go quiet place, huh? I'm not going to go quiet place, Chris. <laughs> no, am I going to go crazy? And the cock blockers? I'm not going to go mm -hmm. cock blockers. I'm not going to go crazy horse. I'm not going to go... Crazy R-rated horse yeah, movie. <laughs> horse fight or whatever this yeah. is called. Yeah. Pete? I don't know. It just really worries me. That's all. <laughs> the title is weird. The movie poster I don't get. Yeah. None of it makes sense. No. It you know didn't. I mean? Yeah. The Kennedy's uh, covering up an awful thing. Nah, that I get. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's pretty cut and dry. <laughs> a certain amount of time since Ted Kennedy passed away is gone. Now it's time to tell the story. I can believe. I can buy yeah. that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, there's a young Kennedy that's trying to make his name in politics. So we isn't that always? Yeah, we need to remind yeah. everybody yeah. His, yeah. His, his, that, his bloodline. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't that happen every like two years? <laughs> there's always a new Kennedy yeah. coming up. Uh, so, all right. Well, that is our That show. is our episode. So, uh, Tom, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, if you want the tech news, uh, dailytechnewsshow.com is the place for that. Uh, and the other shows I do, like The Sword and Laser or Cord Killers, where we talk about cord cutting, mm -hmm. uh, you can find all those at tommerritt.com. Mm -hmm. What's the uh, last book that you covered on Sword and Laser? Uh, we are reading We Are Legion, We Are Bob. Uh, which is a science fiction story about a guy who ends up getting, uh, he thinks he's cryogenically preserving himself and ends up becoming an enslaved AI instead. <laughs> and then makes copies of himself. So a family film. Family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lean on AI. Lean <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. 
Um, I've got three more episodes of the FNX Comedy Experience, April 6th, 13th, and 20th out at the San Bernardino Valley College. Um, come and check it out. The show on the 20th is not a ticketed event, but if you email me directly, I can get you in there. There's, there's space in the theater. Some high school is coming to take out most of the, the theater, but so I need some adults out there, so come on out. Yes, <laughs> to watch the uh, teenagers. Uh, to watch the show, and mm. it, it airs, if you have FNX, it is every Friday at 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern. And if you want to chaperone that show. If you want to, you want to come out of the 20th. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and if you don't know if, if, if FNX is in your area, go to fnx.org, and then all my tour dates. Um, I'm doing a progressive comedy tour with Ron Placone from the Jimmy Dore Show. May 9th in Tempe, Arizona, May 10th in Lake Havasu, uh, May 11th in Vegas, and May 12th in San Diego. So go to GrahamElwood.com for all those dates. Check it out. And I want to mention, too, the uh, graphic novel, Long Ago and Far Away. We are finally done the art. It is done. So now we are just doing layout. So digital rewards will be going out uh, very soon, probably in the next couple weeks. And then we'll be doing printing, and then the physical rewards will be going out. I want to thank everyone for their patience. You guys have been great. I've been doing updates every month, and you guys have been so supportive and patient, and I really appreciate it. So almost done. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Tom Merritt. Thanks for having me. Appreciate Aaron Brungart on the... uh on the ones and twos over there in the wheels of steel at the ATC World Headquarters. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han shot first. <laughs>